0: Welcome to Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories. This is the health and wellbeing podcast where I sit down with a special guest to discuss a topic for one of the calendar awareness days. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, inform and celebrate the people who share their incredible stories to help others. So sit back and enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, all in honor of Migraine Awareness Week, which is the first week of September. Migraines are often misunderstood as severe headaches, but they are so much more than that. In fact, it's a severe and painful long term health condition that affects one in seven people. They are caused by the abnormal activation of nerve fibers within the walls of blood vessels in the membranes surrounding the brain. This can cause throbbing or a pulsing pain, often on one side of the head, that is often but not always accompanied by sensitivity to light or noise, nausea and vomiting. Scarily, migraine used to be framed as a psychiatric condition. Only later in the 20th century did we realise it was in fact neurological. I'm delighted to be joined by Lisa today to discuss how she manages her migraines. And here's the show. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Kiri. Thank you so much for joining me and having me at your house to talk about your migraines. That's okay. Much appreciated. So let's start from the beginning, shall we? Can you tell people what is a migraine? Although I think most people have heard of the word migraine, I don't think many of those who don't suffer from it realise the severity of getting them, do they? So tell me about what a migraine is and when you first started noticing them.
1: Well, this is the thing. I think migraines often use the common expression about headaches. People think it's usually a bad headache, but the reality is, I mean, you get different types, but often migraines come with an aurora, it's called, where you get lights and patterns in front of your eyes and you can lose your vision, you can get blurred vision. Some people don't get that, but they get a sickness or other associated pains related to a headache. And it's to do with usually a blood like a problem with your blood vessels and, and swelling and they don't necessarily know exactly why some people get them and some people don't I remember going to a dark room with a flannel on my head with because I had a bad headache I don't remember if I had an aurora at that point but I remember being told it was a migraine and going to a darkened room <laughs> but the first time I got the aurora version which I didn't know that's what it was was in the middle of a, a lesson at school at secondary school early secondary school and I couldn't read the top of the, the writing I was reading mm. and it was really unnerving. Really unsettling Because I Literally I kept moving my head Trying to read The rest of the sentence But the other half Was totally Not there yeah. It was Yeah Really really Nerve wracking Really unsett- scary, scary as, yeah. yeah as a child Yeah
0: So that must be Really difficult Especially back then Because they probably Didn't have all the Knowledge and the Resources Did they back then No
1: No So exactly.
0: did you end up having a diagnosis or were they not sort of aware of the diagnose in migraines then? No, at
1: that point it was just like, oh, it's it's a headache. Nobody could really explain to me anything about the vision side of it. In fact I think yeah, I think at that point, bearing in mind I was still, you know, fairly young. I think most people probably just thought it was a bit strange and didn't really understand. It's quite difficult to explain what it was I was seeing and why I was seeing it. Yeah. And then the headache arrived and, you know, I was sent to the sick bay as it was then or the sick room and then my yeah. parents came and got me and, you know, went off to bed. Such as school now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard
0: for a child to describe those symptoms. Symptoms, isn't it? If an adult doesn't go through it themselves, yes, it must be hard for a child to get that message across about what it actually is.
1: Yeah, and and like you say, and also a bit. You know, does that make me sound really strange? What does that? What does that look like if I'm? I can't suddenly read all of a sudden. What? How does that look at school? If you can't see, you know. Yeah, like you say, it's very scary. scary, It was scary. Yeah.
0: When I was researching, I realized it could be genetic. So have any of your parents or siblings or other members of the family, do they suffer from
1: the condition? Yeah, and I mean, I think that is the one, although I wouldn't wish a migraine on my worst enemy. I think that's one thing that kind of made it slightly more helpful was my mum suffered from them and always has. So when, like, the first situation happened and I needed to go into a dark room, she was like, oh, that sounds like a migraine. And then when she got the call from school to say you need to come and pick Lisa up, and I described what had happened, although she doesn't get the same auroras that I get, which is interesting. Yeah. But she said that seemed you know, like that. And then um, my sister, so it's just me and my sister, she doesn't suffer with them at all, but her son, my nephew, does suffer from them. Right. She's got three children, the other two, no, don't. no, and yeah. just him. Um, and he's had them really quite debilitating as well through yeah. his, you know, at late adolescence up to he's 18 now and still suffers from them, so. Yeah. so it's called skip degeneration on their side. Yes, yeah, yeah interestingly. Don't know, again, don't know why, though.
0: Yeah, they are really de- debilitating, aren't they, mm. like you said. So you described your symptoms do they differ among other migraine sufferers does everyone suffer differently from them yes and
1: it's it is interesting because when you if you google like a migraine with aurora yeah you'll get different patterns that appear that some people see now i can pick mine out i know what mine looks like but it has changed over the years whereas a mum and i although we don't talk about it too much because there's kind of almost a concern about bringing them on her patterns that she gets are different to the patterns I get, mm-hmm. so I usually lose like lose a loser spot as part of my vision, and then I see this like flashing arch of a light, and then it gets bigger and bigger until when it eventually grows across my vision, and then I can't see. And then once that goes, then the headache comes in. Yeah. That's kind of my, as soon as I see, uh, like, lose a bit of my vision in my periphery, usually on my right-hand side, hence me gesticulating, that's usually a sign that I'm going to get a migraine. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Mm -hmm. my mum gets kind of like a a little square box that kind of draws itself. Really? Yeah. And she usually gets it on the opposite side. So no rhyme or reason as to why. Yeah. Yeah. But that, again, is is a really scary, weird
0: And did you Mm. notice that happened more into sort of the teenage and adult years? Because you said about having one when your child potentially Mm. had that flannel. Do you remember those extreme symptoms when you are younger? How does it differ with children and adults?
1: No, so it's And again, I don't know what that flip is, if you like. But definitely, as I started to get into, you know, prepubescent and pubescent years, that's when I started to get them more. Mm. But then I couldn't say they were necessarily loads more as a teenager they've definitely become more as an adult but I think that's to do with you know other triggers
0: yeah I think when I've read things they do increase as you get into adulthood don't they but people are surprised to know that children do suffer with migraines and it's all really stigmatizing as well isn't it like oh you're trying to take the day of school yeah I mean skipping school you're exaggerating these symptoms yeah, and But think... how prevalent is it as well in children?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I mean by secondary school, you know, one child in every classroom will have had or experienced migraines. Mm. You know, for example, my my nephew certainly for a period of time, they had to make sure there was a diagnosis that had to be documented because he was miss you know, had to miss school because yeah. you know, it's not, oh I'll just take some paracetamol and off I go. It's lie in dark room, try not to throw up and be out, you know, and sleep, basically, sleep for yeah. you know, a day, two days to try and get over it.
0: No, definitely. Well, it's good that they do take it a bit more seriously now Yes. maybe when we were younger they might not have had all the resources but now the doctors are sort of writing the sick notes, yes. sending the messages into the school so they're aware, Yeah. So it does seem like they're doing more about it yes. now. What was school like when you were younger? Was there a stigma attached to it or were they supportive? How did you feel at school?
1: I don't remember there being a stigma. I think it was just very much like, well, you've got a headache or you, you don't feel well kind of there we are I don't remember luckily impacting my school years as much I definitely had them but Mm -hmm. I don't remember having lots of sick days with them so I think that's the other thing part of the problem with migraines is they seem to be very unique to the individual and unique at certain periods in your life which you know will come on to but I think that's what makes it tricky it's not oh you know this person suffers with them and every once a month they'll get one or once a six months it's Today, I got one and now I won't have one for another four months. You know, it yeah. could be that. That's what makes it harder doesn't yeah, it? And to it's dive in as well.
0: So, people don't know you're going through it. Yes. That's the tricky part of it as well, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like it is really difficult for somebody who has never, and as I say, I wouldn't want anyone to experience it, but it is very difficult for somebody who hasn't experienced it to really understand fully the level of impact it has whilst it's actually happening to you.
0: Yeah. If a child was going through them quite severely at school, you said how lucky you were that you didn't have them as severe. But what could schools do to help children that do suffer with migraines, do we think?
1: So definitely, I think, you know, the ability to access a dark room, somewhere to lay down. I mean, that used to be, you know, even even if they haven't got a dark room, like an eye mask, mm-hmm. cold compress, you know, those sorts of things. There are stuff that you could, I keep getting, because obviously um, Google must know what I search sometimes. Yes. It comes up with like this migra <laughs> this migraine. My- <laughs> Soothing, and it's like a head mass that you can put oh. over your head that you put in the freezer, and then you can put it on, and it's supposed to be targeted for my brain really? sufferers. So again, yeah. to your point, stuff that wasn't available for me when I was a kid, and has only recently come out. I'm um, going for a walk. I definitely think exercise and movement, relaxation techniques, yoga, breathing will all help. Probably not right in that moment, but in the advance and post the event.
0: Yeah, I've read somewhere there about strenuous activity bring in the
1: morn yeah, not yeah i think that's so as somebody who occasionally shouts at their children <laughs> if i'm having a bad day and i do find myself shouting which i'd like you know hopefully doesn't happen as that often but when it does i can almost feel my the blood be- vessels it's that kind of it, yeah. it sounds extreme but if i feel that worked up you know, I can feel almost, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen very often, but on the rare occasions where it's been, you know, that I've had that level of frustration, I can feel it almost pulsating Mm -hmm. and almost a flash. So I do think you know yeah if you do too much or have too much stress or too much intensity like you say work out too hard then you're more likely to kind of potentially bring yeah. one on if you suffer so from in like
0: if the children were doing PE at school and they might suffer then yeah, they do the walking or jogging as opposed to sprinting yes
1: yeah not like something that. really I think it's the short sharp bursts of intensity right. that's the issue like if you're a long-term like a marathon runner but you know like a long distance runner yeah. it's a steady thing it's that sharp intense that I think adds to to the trigger yeah 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 exactly and then we've got things
0: like anti glare on the computer screen and light sensitivity glasses and things like that they could if a child does suffer from migraines they could incorporate those pieces of equipment into the
1: classroom hopefully yeah and light sensitive glasses are actually great because they you know there's no you don't need a prescription it's nothing like that but it can be really really they can be really effective
0: yeah yeah absolutely so I'm just wondering you said as you got into adulthood, they increased. Yes. So why do you think they have increased as you
1: got older? Well, I think, you know, I went... Onto contraception, you know, pill, of, you know, seventeen, eighteen, yeah, and it's quite common that that actually, although again, they've learned more now since when I was on it, I was prescribed a, the combination pill, mm-hmm. which they wouldn't put you on now if you suffer from migraines oh. because the, the levels it of hormones the hormone, right. in it. So now they would prescribe you the mini pill if they know you suffer from migraines. Right. But for me, for whatever reason, the combination pill was actually fine, and then I went on to the contraceptive injection, which was also fine and you know no issues and then when I came off it in order to try and have children I mean I'd be with my husband at that point i don't know, six or seven years and I got a migraine within about a year of coming off the pill which is kind of aligned with your hormone changes and rebalancing and he'd never heard about it you know he was totally surprised that because it wasn't a conversation we'd ever had because I kind of had thought I thought I'd grown out of it if I'm honest. Oh, right. Which is does happen for some people. Some people do grow out of it, it's hormonal and then everything settles down and you know, they never have to deal with it again. Yeah. Unfortunately that wasn't the case for me. So No.
0: Yeah. So do you find that they've increased as you've got older because of certain factors at work
1: or life? Like, is it stress related? I mean, yeah, I think definitely for me, and again, I think it depends on the the people you can have I, my sister in law though not as I say clearly not related, but she suffered from them over the years we've both had conversations about what triggers might be, you know some people say caffeine makes it worse. For me, I have coffee. I've never had a problem with it, but uh, for me, stress is definitely a trigger. Not necessarily immediately in that moment, but usually, if I've had a very intense period of time, mm-hmm. invariably it may come out. You know, a few days later, I might suffer from one. Almost when you've kind of come off the cusp of the madness, it will have been building up, and then it it comes out. But it depends. um When I was working, when we went into COVID nineteen, yeah we went into a situation where I was doing. I'd been doing a new job. I was having a new. I had a new team I was working from home suddenly doing crazy hours new environment, new, you know, working off a small laptop, wrong seat, well, I didn't know it was wrong seat, (laughs) dining table and chairs, and all of a sudden I was getting them every two weeks. Right. Yeah, and as in, oh gosh, I need to go and lay down for half an hour or an hour, and then I've got too much work to do, so I need to log back on.
0: That was the stress of all the extra work, the changes in the environment, the combination of all those different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's neurological, isn't it? So it's your brain sort of processing all those different changes, and then... But it yes. comes out in that
1: sort of way yeah and trying to deal with and I think that is and again I think it I personally do think it's it's often how your. I do think there's an element of how your brain is wired yeah and I think for me my brain is more naturally just predisposed to stress and that's it makes me effective at many things, but if I fall off the cliff it that's where it kind of comes out and I think, yeah, my brain was it had much more of an impact than I fully, you know, appreciated.
0: Yeah, well, it was a stressful time for the best yeah, of people, wasn't exactly. it? Let alone with a condition. Yeah. So it's totally understandable that, that was going to affect you in that way. Yeah, so let's carry on talking about work then. As we've said, it's a disabling disease and it can affect many aspects of life. So how does it affect your work? Because for me, I feel like you're one of the hardest working people that I know And you seem sure. really well respected in the company But research suggests that a third of people who suffer from migraine Have experienced discrimination at work Do you feel you can advocate for yourself at work And be open about the condition? we said about adaptations in school, haven't we? So mm. is there sort of adaptations they can put in place at work? Because you've got to be open about it Because it's like we said, it's hidden, isn't Yes,
1: it? yeah So how do you feel about that? Well, that's. I, I think you're right I mean, I definitely do advocate and in almost, I've just, as you know Just changed, changed roles recently I haven't had the conversation yet But I did in the previous jobs I've started It's almost been one of the first things I've said Like, by the way, I suffer from migraines If I get one, I have to go to bed There's no, I haven't yet found a medication That makes enough of an impact to help You know, they don't, for me, don't seem to work The only thing I can do is lay down and go for a sleep So if I have to do that You know, please bear with me. That's why hopefully it won't happen. But if it does, that's, you know, that's the background. So I think it's important to be very open and transparent about it. I think it's important to kind of help. Although it's, again, you don't want to talk about it sometimes too much because you don't want to be worried about it. I think it's good to be transparent about what that looks like. So it's not a bad headache, although a bad headache is not great for anyone, but it is a migraine. The difference is I get, you know, I lose my vision, I lose my sight. You know, there's elements of it's not, you know, safe. Like I remember once having one when I worked in London and I had to get the tube home And trying to get, I had to wait until the migraine, the headache had started to be able to leave because I couldn't see Mm -hmm. to actually be able to to get where I needed to go. So there's a timing element if, you know, if I'm in the office rather than at home, I'd have to kind of be away from my desk, you know, in there's a quiet room that you can go to. So I'd have to sit there and wait until that headache kicks in to then go and lay down because I need to be able to be safe to get home yeah, yeah. and obviously the headache's not great but it's better than not it, the, the headache's horrible but the vision for me is the scariest yeah, part of it
0: definitely and mm. the unsafe part yeah exactly like it's good they've got a, a quiet room that you can go to that's yes on, on offer
1: well we've got a doctor on site so like wow. a nurse you can go and yeah. see so you know yeah, it's definitely. pretty yeah pretty impressive from that that's point great. of view
0: And also just being open about it from the beginning. Would you be open right from the beginning, like literally in the interview process?
1: I probably wouldn't in the interview process, unfortunately in this, well, in any day and age. But yeah, I probably wouldn't say it because, you know, if you end up, as I did in my last role, I literally had one day off with a migraine and I did that role for two years. So I'd say for me, based on previous times, that's fairly good statistics. Unfortunately, my migraines would happen in the evenings or weekends and not in my work time. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to Share it as a almost a potential blocker. It shouldn't be a blocker, but it could be because mm. if if you can't quantify how often it's going to happen because you don't know, then it's not necessarily the story you want to do at the beginning. But once I started the role and got to know my manager and my team, then I then I'd yeah. be pretty transparent early on, early as possible. Yes. Yeah, so that that way, to your point, I think we were talking about earlier around, you know, do people think you're making up or do you, people think, you you know, you're I know, lazy or, a, you know, you sick, note, which is, mm. you know, a phrase as phrases they would have used back in the day. Yeah. You can already go, look, I've kind of set my stall out. This is something I suffer with. Yeah. You should be aware of it. Hopefully it won't be a problem. But if it is, you know where it's coming from. And it's not like I've woken up today and can't bother to go to work and just yeah. having to tell you. You're
0: setting expectations from yeah. the beginning and like you have to do with friends and family as yes. well. But like if you, if it happened at home, mm. like, the children know this could happen to mum. So yeah. you can say, look, mum's having
1: uh, a yeah. migraine,
0: this is what you've got to do, yes. husband, friends, etc. So it's setting expectations to people around you, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Because some people do feel embarrassed that they suffer from migraines. So I think some people think that it's a character flaw yeah it isn't it's biology it's a condition yeah isn't
1: it yeah so it is tricky because you do again because they're so i think relatively still un, un, misunderstood yeah or even not understood or even misunderstood just not understood people still you know again saying this earlier my, one of my frustrations is when people you say i've you know oh, i've got a migraine oh yeah i suffer from those and you kind of go okay what does that look like for you and then they've described a bad headache now Don't get me wrong, bad headache is not great. Obviously, I wouldn't wish it for them either. But it is just a whole nother different level. You can't compare. You just... You really, really can't because as I say let alone the initial symptoms the lights the not losing you you know the losing your vision the fear of the fact that that means you know like I had this conversation with my mum I suddenly lost something or my eyes went funny and then you spend the time being no 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 it can't be that and you go into denial mode okay. of like oh no it's not happening it can't possibly be deep down you know that's what it is yeah. and rather than go I'll go and lie in a dark room now you think no, I've got to carry on. I, yeah. I've got, to, you know, I can, I can beat this, which is a coping mechanism. But really, it's just you've got to kind of go. No, I've got to just go and lie in a dark room and make the peace with it. Yeah. And the sooner I do that, the sooner I can come out the other side. But to your point, there, I do. For me. The stigma isn't necessarily as much about it as everyone else as it is about my own. Why I don't want this? Why does this have to happen now, today? Yeah, because I've missed some Yeah, and I've missed some important, you know, important things over the years because yeah. that's happened. And there's literally nothing I could do or prepare to kind of prevent it in that moment.
0: But it is really good that you are open about it to people, and you're not like holding yourself back and not sort of in denial all the time about it because. Yeah. That's the only way people are going to understand and work are going to understand and friends and family are going to understand, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, we couldn't expect anything less from you, Lisa. 10.
1: <laughs> you know me. Tell everyone
0: everything. Hearts in my sleeve. <laughs> so let's talk about, you mentioned about the pill and hormones. And mm. Did we talk about pregnancy? How did you cope with migraines during pregnancy? Did they, I've actually, I've read about estrogen levels increased during pregnancy so actually the majority of women it makes the migraines better does oh, that happen for
1: you yeah absolutely i mean yeah so i mean again on would have been paying attention to them but I wasn't like writing them down but I know category I had no migraines when I was pregnant. Not at all? No not at all it was one of those like you know this is the reason to have children obviously not but <laughs> constantly yeah have constantly children. if I start having a family of 20 it's because I don't want a migraine but yeah absolutely it was it was a game changer and I and I don't know like you say it is obviously the estrogen levels but I think it depends on how they're balanced I don't know if it's because they're going into the baby rather than you and I don't, you know I don't know the science behind it but yeah absolutely and with both pregnancies you know yeah. exactly the same so
0: and then in between they came back they
1: came then. back yeah in between a big gap no 23 months so they still so, came back, came back and they came back even when I was breastfeeding right so even though interestingly again I think some people when they breastfeed that continues because the hormones are still there yeah. for me I know I had one within a, a month of Evelyn being born so it was almost like for me my hormones are kind of still I don't know if that's part of it, they're kind of in overdrive as your yeah. body's dealing with the fact that you've had a baby and stuff and the hormones are a bit crazy and
0: maybe as well. and also the stress and the trauma of having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna possibly if that's your trigger Yes possibly bring them on as well.
1: Yeah. Especially again, I think I know I had them definitely between Dexter and Evelyn, but more I don't remember them being Low, like regular, regular. But I know Evelyn's the fact that I say I know it was within a month or so of Dex of, of having her that I think they're flipped from two, one child to two children, and mm-hmm. the and the guilt and the stress of oh, you know, what does that look like, and how do I keep them both happy and rebalancing yeah. that, you know, would definitely is definitely more stressful for me.
0: That must have brought in, brought on a bit of anxiety as well if you were breastfeeding, and then the thought of then potentially mm-hmm. getting a migraine. Yes. What do you do when you've got a baby attached to you? And say if Sean's at work.
1: I did have that. I had one scenario where I'd gone to pick Dexter up from nursery. Uh, even was a young baby. Sean was at work. And I felt it coming. and I had to phone my dad to meet me back home mm. because my mom was out so I phoned my dad bless him he drove around I was like I need you to be with the kids I just I have to lay down I took Eden to bed with me or into her cot so that if she woke up and needed breastfeeding I could do that and dad dad bless him, came and, and came yeah. to the rescue and was with Dexter so but yeah like for me as somebody who likes to try and be self-sufficient and yeah. you know structured and all that kind of stuff it's harder for me to have to ask. I find it difficult to ask for that level it's of help. help. Yeah. And, and be it's that It's only vulnerable. asking your dad to come around for an hour. Well, <laughs> I know. That's not. I know. But, you know, it's, it's to, us. to your point. But to your point earlier around issue, is it a reflection on you? Is it a, that's right. the element of the yeah. kind of, does that make me a weak person? Well, yeah. Because you're, yeah. as a result of my migraine, I'm having to ask for additional help that I wouldn't have needed. Yeah. You know, that you wouldn't need that. My dad's never been, you know, mm-hmm. that's. Also, it it
0: plans, he might not understand. I
1: mean, luckily he gets it because of mum and has been yeah. through that, you know, 45, 46, whatever it is now, years of marriage. Then know, he, long? yeah, it might even be longer than that. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll kill me for not remembering. But around that um, stage. So he is used to it. But yeah, there's a lot of people who, who wouldn't understand. And yeah. if you've had to change plans with people who... Yes, no, you suffer, but again, haven't experienced them. It can be difficult for friends and stuff to to understand. You know, if you've let them down and you change your plans as a result. Yeah. You know, you'd like to think everyone's understanding, and I think luckily most people are. But it doesn't stop the guilt of, especially somebody like me who loves being out and going and doing things. <laughs> I do you love and, a social life? I do love a social a life. Up, actually,
0: because I feel like you do. like we well, you know you love social life, <laughs> and do. you had Wimbledon on Sunday. You had a festival. On <laughs> yes. Do you sort of book things in your diary to fill up the time and use it as a bit of a distraction so you don't have to think about maybe getting a migraine? Or is
1: it the opposite of. Or... For me, it's not. And to be You're honest, I'm just a the... social person. I'm just a social person, <laughs> but also I think because I have, if anything, the booking stuff on the day of those events, like my friend, where I was her bridesmaid, you know, there was a bit of the couple of days before I was like, Oh my goodness! What if? What happens? What would I do? How would I cope? Like I, if I, you got a migraine, if I got a migraine, those, right. Yeah, on yeah. those big days. So like when I went over there, I'd made sure I had aspirin, paracetamol, because I can take you can take a combination that the doctor recommended yeah. if I need to. Because I, I would have no choice. I wouldn't want to miss those sort of key ev- events yes. when I did a Hindu. You know, those are the things where I think. I just like don't let it happen, but mm. that is the anxious anxiety because then yeah. it's, it becomes you worry about the vicious circle of, I'm getting anxious about it, then I worry and I just don't want to stress about it, and is that going to bring one on? And It's becomes vicious circle. Yeah, so it is having to kind of try and do the whole, no, it'll be fine, that's fine, you know, it'll be okay, don't yeah. worry about it. It doesn't, I don't know whether that, how much of a difference that really makes, but trying to talk through almost in my head, like it'll be fine. We just—that's not an option, and and trying to not allow that to happen. You know whether that's. Yeah. But I have missed. I have missed not luckily weddings, but I have missed events. I've missed you know things with people I've booked. Like when I used to live in London, I'd come down. I've missed going out for a meal and dinner with a, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for however many months because I got a migraine. Yeah. She knows because she knows me years that there's nothing I can do about it, but it doesn't stop me. Being equally frustrated that not only do I feel rubbish, I can't do whatever it is I've but planned. Plan yeah.
0: We chucked us, us out one evening.
1: did, yes. Yeah. So we were
0: having a nice little time and then it came on and then you like, like, guys,
1: yeah. go, leave me. Yeah, and it's one of those... And again, I remember that night being sort of, you know, trying to think, no, I can't, I can't have that happen. I can't, you know, I'm enjoying myself. We're doing, we're having great fun. But then just having to be like, I just, you know, I can't. Yeah. Because then the sickness comes on and everything outside of the vision. And then I'm just like, I can barely stand up because I get all shaky and I just, yeah. I need to lay down. And yeah. that's no fun for anyone, you know. That's how you cope with it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so going back to when it was COVID-19 and we had different routines that have changed and, well, lots of things changed, didn't we? and mm. lots of things going on. Yeah. And you found that the migraines increased during that time. Yes. I've read that migraine brains prefer consistency, so mm-hmm. maybe that was part of it as well. Yes. So do you find that they increase during other times when routines are disruptive, like holidays? And um, seasons changing, new job. You've got a new job now, actually. Yes, you? yeah. I mean, Traveling around.
1: Touchwood. And... I think it, again. I think it's like everything. It depends what your individual triggers are. Right. And what I mean yeah. by that is, like, a new job, although scary, you know, generally doesn't. <laughs> Touchwood at the moment hasn't bought one on. I do remember when I started my last role. Yeah. I do remember literally laying. It was my first day, but we were still working from home. And I remember laying in, laying literally trying to log on and laying down in bed and trying to like look at emails but also because it was my first day on a new job and I didn't want to be like oh I can't you know I'm sick on the The first first day day. because at that point I hadn't had that conversation back to our earlier point yeah and I don't want to sound like oh I just couldn't you know just couldn't be bothered so I do remember that being kind of quite concerning and me having to manage that so yeah it's trying to figure all of those those things out
0: yeah you're just figuring out all the triggers and and it's all different for everyone as well isn't it There's no like particular medication particular routine particular lifestyle adaptation that you can do that's going to work for each person it's going to be different
1: yeah I think so And, and actually and back to your point I think for me knowing that I do when I have periods of stress I tend to find the impact of those periods of stress tends to be after the event it's almost like you know, people, when people say they go on holiday and that's usually when they get sick or they get yeah, a cold or whatever because chill. they, because yeah. they, that's almost like you say, I don't,
0: that's where you get it evenings and weekends. Yes. More.
1: And yeah. I think why I got it on the first day of that other job because I'd stopped doing the old job, which was insane. Mm. I mean, this, that one ended up being just as insane, but <laughs> hindsight. But at that day, that first day, it wasn't. I think yeah. that was almost like, oh, like my body the going, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I do think that is very much a me thing, like the falling off the cliff bit. As I kind of come into the rest, relaxation, or just kind of, oh, goodness, that's what I've just gone through, or that's what we've just dealt with. Yeah. Then it comes out in, you know, various ways, and migraines for me is is one of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering, going back to the genetic side of things, because Mm. you've got Evelyn and Dexter. Yeah. Do you worry that they could have the um, condition do you know can you do a test to find out if they do have migraine or not
1: I haven't ever looked into it I'd be very surprised only on the basis that when I have been to the doctors and talked about it if anything they talk very much about how they kind of out- rule out other issues other things that might be going on that are causing the headaches right and then it's almost like by a process of elimination they confirm there's nothing else going on and therefore it is a migraine kind yeah. of you know that's almost how they do it without question it is something that does make me nervous the kids have seen me have migraines so and you know Sean and I have been together obviously uh, uh, like 15 whatever it is now many years and he now if I rub my eyes for a bit too long or if I look at something funny he's like Are you getting a migraine and I'm always have to say to him don't tempt fate and it's obviously it's not fate there's nothing anyone can do about it but psychology wise I'm just psychologically I'm like please don't mention it it's almost like Harry Potter where they're like don't talk about Voldemort I'm almost like don't mention migraines like I can't I don't like it being spoken about because I almost feel like it adds to that and the kids have seen you know the kids have seen me have them and I've had to explain that I'm getting one and I can't, you know, I can't look at them when, certainly when it was for the first, you know, how many years of me looking after the kids full time and Sean wasn't at work. You know, if I had to explain that mummy was getting one and that I needed to lay down or whatever until, you know, whoever was able to come and help. They have a more of an awareness as a result, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. So at least they, they do know, but I'm scared for them because it is such a horrible thing because to your point, you, it's an unseen thing. You can't go and that there's lots of conditions only they can tell
0: you can't they They, if they're struggling with something if they describe it well enough which they're both very articulate so I'm sure they would and they've seen you go through it um, but it's picking it up isn't it early as well because you want to be able to put those management techniques in place
1: yeah as much as possible but I think that's the other thing though back to our earlier point is the management techniques are are great I guess but unfortunately kind of the reality of you know you just don't really know when it might just happen it's trying to be open about that, but not scare them in the way that I still, and probably Pat and through no fault of anyone's I think, but just because after a while you live like it and you think, you know, it, it sometimes just does make you nervous. I remember getting a. I remember driving. This sounds random segue, but I remember driving with my friend. I hadn't seen her for a while. My friend who just got married. Yeah. We would drive. I drove. Pick her up. She lived in Westbourne at the time, so you know, from here, you know twenty minute drive. And we drove, and it was kind of twilight dust time, so it was light lighter when I got to her. We went into her house, had a bit of a chat, and then I drove in the dark. And the switch in my the light. Right. Going from day, like daylight to then nighttime with lights, um, yeah. coming towards me. And on the drive, a light driving you know car light just hit my eyes wrong sometimes they have their full beams on yeah i well, don't know which you can't get away from and i don't know why so that wasn't stress related no. but you know maybe it was kind of in the surface i don't know yeah but the light hit my eye wrong uh-huh. and by the time we got to the restaurant i was like i'm getting my. and i again i didn't want to say anything so she was there we were catching up i didn't want to ruin yeah. it i didn't want to stop the evening and i was like i couldn't i tried to get some my thing is trying to get some food in me yeah. Like almost as point, I notice the the patterns. Yeah, because I can't eat once I get the headache. Just not happening. So, and I do find that sometimes, if I leave eating too long, that can be it doesn't it doesn't trigger the aurora, but it triggers a like a dull headache that then transforms into a big bad like what I would call a migraine headache, but without the aurora. Right. So I also that's the other thing I have to be careful. So
0: in management techniques, and we you have mentioned about different things that you've tried you said mm-hmm. medication hasn't worked for you what else have you tried then to help alleviate the
1: migraine well yeah and i, I should say i was given a type of medication i think it's called sumatriptan Sumitraptin By the doctors Which is specific Migraine uh, Related uh, Medication But when I took that Now it could have been That I was described I was prescribed that Plus painkillers That's what they Recommended Mm -hmm. um, And quite a strong dosage And it could have been That combination But when I took them I actually made me feel Really sick And almost worse like on top of, so the headache bit might have gone, but the sickness for me, it just made it yeah. almost as bad. I suppose
0: the side effects might have been the side
1: bit, yeah. effects, might have been because back to the point about everyone suffers slightly differently as migraines. Yeah. It might be that I'm just more predisposed to the sickness element and therefore it's fixing the headache, but not it's making the sickness worse. Yeah, that's one of the challenges. So, technically, like my go to, which I will do oh, I certainly have done, is uh, aspirin. But I don't think it makes really much difference. So I sleep. That's my my thing. I did go through a period when I was getting them every couple of weeks when I was going through COVID. I then was recommended turmeric, daily turmeric tablets. Yeah, and I was taking them every day. And that definitely did seem to, at that moment, that definitely seemed to help. They definitely seemed to reduce. When I noticed after a, and it must have been, I must have been taking a turmeric, you know, a tablet at least for 18 months you that know strictly every day every day Did you
0: feel like oh what if i forget to take it
1: hundred percent became almost a crutch now yeah. i knew it was herbal so it's not going to do any harm mm. but it is one of those that's partly the medication piece worries me because one of the things that they recommend you have aspirin if you are having medication because aspirin is known to be a blood thinner yeah and one of the combinations they think with migraines is that you it's to do with the thickness in the blood and the throbbing the pulsing yeah. is to do with the blood not passing through your Makes arteries sense. as yeah. quickly but that's why although I understand that as and when it happens you know you hear some people take aspirin once a day for like high blood pressure or whatever because it helps thin the blood yeah. I can kind of understand the concern where and that's why I haven't ever done it like if I was feeling like that about turmeric well then does that mean you know you know is that how you end up being addicted to a painkiller because yeah. actually you that almost becomes the well if I take if I don't then the it'll come back related yeah.
0: to it as well you yeah said that you get exactly as well.
1: yeah so the turmeric helped but then I'd say after about 18 months the migraines had reduced I wasn't getting them every two weeks I was getting them periodically but they didn't seem any direct correlation to the turmeric so I frankly stopped taking it because I am one of those that if I don't really know why I'm putting it in my body, then I don't really want to do it, even though it's herbal, because herbal stuff is amazing, I have no doubt, but it's not regulated. There isn't as much, you know, review and management over it. So I'm also a bit cautious on that. I think it's something to be, you know, mindful of. that reliance,
0: isn't it? That having to take it every day and relying on it.
1: And does it make it, you know, does it make it better? I was also Mm -hmm. told to take magnesium with the turmeric, which I took, but that had other side effects, which then meant... I was, you know, supposed to take something else and then it started to get a bit like, no, that's too many, too many things. And again, because it was more periodic by that point, I didn't want to take stuff unnecessarily. That's just not yet yeah, my, my approach. Like I said, I try. I've done, um, when I first moved from here, from Bournemouth to London, I did, uh, no wheat, no sugar, no dairy for three months. I did no alcohol for two weeks. It didn't seem to make any particular uh, difference. I have. A, probably a slight intolerance to wheat, but that's to do with IBS rather than that, rather than migraine-related. Caffeine, yeah, doesn't seem to be, if anything, I'm more likely to get a headache, not a migraine, but a headache if I don't have a coffee because my body's obviously used to that. Yeah. But mine just seems to be more about managing my stress levels, managing my you know balance between being excited and, and engaged and energized and working at the peak of my stress mm-hmm. and not pushing myself Over the edge. edge. And that's a fine balance, which I'm still trying to figure out.
0: So it's, yeah, choosing what's right for you, isn't it? Yeah. Because like we've said, everyone suffers differently with migraines. Yes. So there's not going to be one set of rules and medication and lifestyle changes no. that is going to suit everyone. Exactly. It's and just sort of playing around with it, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And I mean, like, you know, my um one of my sister-in-law, because say she went through a period of she cut out ca- caffeine. She then went through, you know, cutting out certain meats and stuff that had certain chemicals in them. Oh, right. uh, you know, she re- really restricted her diet. But then I think that hasn't, you know, then she was restricting chocolate chocolate people a lot there are lots of information that you can find out to, to try different things that cause you know that may cause a be a trigger for you yeah. I think it's about you know if that's something that you want to do and that you've got the kind of energy effort commitment you know to go through that to try that then I think that's great I think for some people like many many things actually in life there's lots yeah. of things that are, you know can be harder on some people than on others I haven't found the magic It's Mm. this, don't ever, because if I had, if somebody could say to me tomorrow, don't ever eat X thing again for the rest of your life.
0: So maybe right,
1: maybe would... unless it was cheese, I'm not not yeah. sure I'd give up cheese um, or wine. Or but <laughs> no, no, see, I could probably <laughs> give up chocolate, I but cheese. But yeah, so I think that's the thing. I think it's about there's a lot of research, a lot of information out there for you to find, and a lot of resources that you can use to do research about if you want. Interestingly, where I've had, as you know, I've had my lot like, dentist work recently. Yes. My dentist, no, oh, thank you. Um, my dentist actually did say to me that because um, I was talking about migraines. She she did actually mention that you can get Botox specifically yes. for migraines, and so it's not at all related to so getting that get? near your temples, right. uh, which kind of makes logical sense because yeah. actually that's usually where the pain and the throbbing and stuff comes from. It's
0: like two for the price of one, so you get uh, your crows feet. Yeah, down.
1: <laughs> I don't think they use it for that. It's a different uh, sort of uh, yeah, different sort of method, I think. But again, well, I had that conversation with her because I think she said it had helped her, right. but then. After a while, it's sort of, it hadn't as made as much impact. So I think it's almost like perhaps that's part of the challenge with a migraine is because it's probably you know, connected to lots of different stages in your life, maybe lots mm-hmm. of different hormones, maybe stress, et cetera, that you almost have to ride the waves of what is working for you at, at that time. point. Yeah. yeah. Rather than assuming I'm going to do that and that will fix that'll me forever. forever and ever. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then Botox is a commitment, isn't it? Because that's expensive. Exactly. That's what I
1: said. I was like, you know, I'm not sure if... And then, then if it, it's not even really worth working, then I'm yeah. not sure what you're doing. And you're not getting any, you know, any of the other aesthetic benefits, which, are, you know, people use it for. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if something If it
0: works for people, exactly. then it's worth Exactly. And if it's, well. yeah,
1: if it's effective for them, then again, I think it's all about being open to trying yeah. those things. there's a few
0: things people can try. There's acupuncture as well. Yeah. So you're getting a good amount of sleep.
1: Acupuncture is probably like the that. one thing I haven't tried, uh, which actually I've always wondered about. The other one I've heard about is hypnotherapy. Yes, from I did a, hear
0: about this as well,
1: but yeah. sort of from a almost from a stress relaxation perspective, rather mm. than because again back to our earlier point about it being kind of brain and how you're wired and that side of thing. I think it's more around how you're managing your stress. If it is a stress related trigger, yeah. or perhaps if it's a food related trigger that you don't want to give up, maybe you can have, because they do hypnotherapy related to to yeah, that. They do. Then you know, then there's that option as well. Mm. Also reflexology, you know, can be really effective for some people. Again, not more so I think from a, a sort of from a relaxation stress perspective rather than necessarily directly the migraines. But again if you're if you're more uh, overall a calmer person then that's obviously gonna benefit you. Yeah.
0: A bit of yoga.
1: A bit of yoga yeah.
0: Meditation, there's lots of things to try and it's just what works for different people, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm wondering now Lisa is because you described how you feel during during a migraine and Mm. as a friend what can we do to help you relieve those symptoms or what can we do what can we look out for how can we help you?
1: So one of the biggest ones for me is more about, like, lighting. Like, mm. in, in my old department where I was, I I used to face the window and there were blinds and I would have to make sure I changed the blinds as the sun moved around the rooms. Yeah. Because if the sun hits my eyes in the wrong way, I have to be really careful. Even things like if you see me looking at my phone, I was doing it earlier when we were looking at stuff – and if the light is reflecting on the mm. phone in the bounce, wrong way. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I think you, you can tend to, it, that's why I am saying earlier about Sean spotting the, you mm. know, is it a migraine? Like if I'm rubbing my eyes a lot, but also, like I said, for me, I'd almost rather not talk about it. Yeah. So I want so to it's be not a case of
0: saying, Oh, you have a
1: migraine. No, like, we don't want to be saying that. No, right. certainly not for me. Again, other people that, you know, might, it might, might work for them, but for me, it's more, again, I because some days it is just you know the lights hit me wrong or you know actually I just need a bit of water or whatever and it might just be I you know I get sleepy dust I don't know you know in my eyes if that catches if that goes on the wrong part of my pupil I could look like I'm getting a migraine because I can't see because there's a bit of sleep just there but you know which sounds silly but yeah I do have to that is something that it sounds so funny but that I do live with like it when I get that I'm like okay, no, I can feel it, sleepy dust. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it is. you
0: do have that initial panic. Yeah, yeah. That anxiety that it's going to come on. Yeah, but yeah. is
1: it that or is it? Yeah. Is it just sleepy dust? Which again, it sounds so... But it's just what i've learned to kind of yeah. live with so i think more than anything it's more water you know do you need some food can you sit you know lie you down. should sit down lie down dark. can i get you an eye mask oh, yeah. yeah dark you know how do we make it dark and with all love and respect you know I'll leave me in peace which sounds <laughs> terrible but you know i kind of just get out walk, of my house yeah i just need to go i just need to go to bed i need to get a rest and that's been, that's what works for me anyway that's yeah. well, yeah. good to know
0: yeah so how does it affect family and friend relationships Obviously you've got us, you've got lots of other friends Are people around you supportive Or do you feel people Are still a bit sort of wary about it Do they understand what you go through
1: I think back to our only point Around like me being a social butterfly (laughs) And wanting to do things and be involved I think the good thing is that most people know I wouldn't miss out on on anything For no reason so I do you know, My view is I think everyone understands that it is just something that's kind of... It can happen. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no logic to it. It is just kind of what it is. So I don't I don't feel there's any judgment in that. I do think...
0: You definitely wouldn't be making an
1: excuse not to go out. No, home, exactly. <laughs> not me. You know, not me. If anything, I'm the one going, come on, when are we going out next? Yes. <laughs> We've got a few dates in the diary now. We have. <laughs> uh, we have. But I think the other thing is it's more... It's difficult to try and explain it to people. And that that would be... Again, I wouldn't wish anyone to experience it, but I think if and when anyone does experience it, then I think there's almost like a different level of camaraderie with somebody who really fully understands mm-hmm. what it is like. Because, and, and as I say, the headache is horrible. It is horrible and the sickness. But for me, the worst part is the vision part yeah. because I just find it, I find it unnerving. I find it scary. I don't like it. And I know that it's going to, lead to feeling rubbish and that's never, you know, it's almost, I don't know, sometimes I've I've wondered over the years, you know, would I rather it just, I suddenly just got a ridiculously horrible headache because I get no build up like it just hit me, yeah. it'd just be like, oh okay, you know, it would be rubbish but I don't know how long the pattern's going to last and and over the years the patterns change and sometimes I've got them on different sides, so it kind of is making me guess. Like, it's all unknown. Yeah, And it? and so therefore it almost makes me feel a bit I'm crazier than normal but you know like as in it makes me a bit a like itch. yeah and is it going to last five minutes is it going to last half an hour because I don't I don't know and mm. on a, I mean rare occasions but this is something my mum has now she has got a situation now where she'll get the aurora but she doesn't get the headache which some people do get that is a common that is still a migraine so you can get an aurora migraine but no headache <laughs> whereas I get both yeah but I think you know it's the anticipation of that and then I know for my mum from having conversations with her, that's almost like the anticipation of, oh, will the headache come? Is that, you know, okay, maybe shall I sleep? Do I carry on powering through and we'll just wait for it to go? Like, it just messes, it just messes with the head a little bit, literally. No,
0: so no, yeah, exactly, seems to. So, you mentioned there was a camaraderie with people that also go through what you go through. So, do you know many other people? Is there like a supportive group? that you're a member of or anything um i i'm
1: not because i think they're probably you know fairly common but well and we you know statistically they are fairly common yeah. but i think it's one of those things the moment you say to somebody like oh you know i had a migrant at the weekend so i stopped it stop me doing x or y or you tell somebody on the you know the team and they go oh god you know i get and it's almost like there is just a different level of and usually, usually it's followed by, I get them, you know, people say it's a headache. They don't know what a head, you know, this is nothing like a headache. And usually you end up being like, Oh, what do you get? Oh, I get this pattern and I get, and you kind of then end up comparing descriptive yeah. pair, like shapes and the vision impacts and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of sounds, I'm laughing as I talk about it. It's kind of scary, but it is not good, but it is comforting to know that you're not alone in that. Yeah. And you're speaking to, and it is, yeah, comforting to know you're speaking to somebody who fully gets. Yeah, where you're coming from and isn't just saying oh you know yeah bad bad haters. It's nobody else's fault that they don't understand but it is comforting when you meet somebody who really does really understand does yeah, yeah the impact
0: so how often do you get them now at least you said about them possibly improving over the years have you got like a record where you've tracked how often you get them? Yeah, I mean, I
1: only started, I thought it was, I hadn't had them, been tracking them over the years, but I started tracking them just after Evelyn was born and I got it on my phone. So I just have it as a notes thing. Yeah. And I went for a long time of actually trying to like give Background and context as to what happened. So, like, if we look at this one, so tenth of September twenty seventeen took a dose of sumatriptan at nine am. Went for a sleep. Pain still there, though less than normal. So took second dose at eleven thirty. Breastfed immediately after taking first dose, so not to be in the system. Then you used the formula for the next two feeds because I had to be right. careful about the drugs when I'm feeding. Right. See, I've forgotten yeah. that. So you yeah. know, but then I had to wait, and so I'd even made a note of the fact. So I'm worrying about breastfeeding Evelyn because I don't want she's not allowed that. You know, yeah. I have to be careful of that. System. So that's another stress. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Here we are in, um well, when they started coming. So I went through a period I got, there we are. So 13th September, 2017, then nothing till the 30th of May, 2018. Then the 5th of October, 1st of January. But then another gap, like a six-month gap, 3rd of I, yeah. August. Right eye felt swollen or bulbous, getting up in the morning, rubbing it, couldn't shake the feeling whilst getting even ready. Vision changed, then pattern started. You know, whilst changing Evelyn. Mm. So she was on the change attack. You know, I'm in charge of a young... Well, she was a bit more of a toddler then, but still. And then I got it again. So I actually got through one. Then, you know, and then... second
0: of August. Yeah,
1: well, and that was actually... But I got one a second, same oh, day. Same day. Because sometimes you get kind yeah. of double. Yeah, 22nd of August, 22nd of September, 28th of September. So then I'm starting to... And 13th of November, 17th of December, so then, starting to worry that I'm coming into them every six weeks. This
0: is like the early stages of having two children
1: yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. And then these are the ones mm-hmm. for COVID, 24th of March, 31st of March, 4th of April, 27th wow. April, 40th of May, 18th of May, 6th of June. I bought blue – oh, that was it. I bought blue light glasses. We were talking about coping things so you can buy. I bought them on Amazon just to help with the screen because I yeah. was at the screen so much. But then I wanted to see if it made any difference. But 6th of June, worked in the afternoon for a few hours and forgot my glasses – didn't remember until the evening. And now migraines part pattern start. Mm. And then 18th stressful time. Haven't been taking the pill since the November, December time. So, it's almost like it's starting to come back into yeah. things. 3rd of July. So, yeah, it's interesting. I must admit, when we obviously came to do this together, I've taken a look and, and part of me must is paranoid that I've forgotten to write one in. But the last time, apparently, according to my notes I had one was June last year. Right. So, I'm over a year in. Yeah. Which... Isn't unusual over the course of my life, but it's probably the longest I think if, when I look back is the longest there I've gone sort of
0: five or six years. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah. Is the longest I've gone recording. since I've yeah since I've had one. So you know, progress. But unfortunately, again, back to our earlier point, never say never. You know, it, yeah. Unfortunately for me, it's like a ticking time bomb. Like it will come for me. I know it will. That's just kind of my mm-hmm. and I've looked it out. Okay, great. But unfortunately, the reality is I don't think. Oh, I've gone a year it might be a sign of things getting better. What I actually do is think that probably means I'm doing one. That's right. kind of the yeah. counter that actually, my, the way my brain
0: yeah, focuses. It's linked to your anxiety about yeah. getting one yeah. soon, isn't exactly. it?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Can you recommend any resources out there for people who need support, Lisa?
1: So there's loads. I mean, honestly, the Google is amazing. I mean, yeah. obviously, you need to make sure you're using trusted, sensible sites, but... Mm-hmm. NHS have lots of stuff on it. One of the best ones is the Migraine Trust.org. Yeah, that has loads of different information, loads of different information about the different types of migraines, the different triggers. You know, resources, information. So that would be kind of my my go-to. I'm sure there's lots more if you just Google the broad term of migraines. Yeah. Um, but that those are ones. The Migraine Trust is one that was recommended to me by my doctor as one of the key resources to utilise.
0: Brilliant. I think it's got information about the Migraine Awareness suite Yes. On exactly. There, yeah. Which is why. We're doing this podcast yes so yeah so Lisa massive thank you for doing this I know that you've mentioned pre-podcast and during the podcast that even talking about it you're worried about bringing one on so it's so brave of you to sit down and share your experience to help others and raise awareness so thank you very much no problem
1: I hope it's been useful
0: yeah I'm sure it will be for no many many people problem. thanks Lisa bye see you soon bye, bye. thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't already, please follow Kiri Presents or Inspiring Stories on the podcast platform of your choice. And don't forget to share on the socials if you enjoyed it. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.